Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we continue our summer series as we are in a book by W. Philip Keller, the author of A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. We are in chapter 7, and it deals with the valley of the shadow of death. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. It, it's got grass. It's got the things to prevent, prevent them from the snow. And the sheep have to stick right next to the shepherd because the sheep have bad vision. They can't see. They can't see. That's why the Word of God is a lamp to my feet. Sheep can't see, so you need God's Word. And David knew sheep. David knew what it was meant to take sheep from high country to high country. Because he was a shepherd. He wasn't even there when, when Samuel came to anoint the next king. He was out in the high country with the sheep. Getting them through the, the avalanches and the rock slides and the, the predators. And having to know where every thing that can hurt the sheep is, the shepherd knows. Because the shepherd's already walked the path. Many of times before the sheep ever were with them. So there's nothing that surprises the shepherd. It affects us. But it doesn't surprise God because God is sovereign. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is righteous. God is grace. God is love. God is mercy. You have to keep going back to those attributes. We have to remind ourselves of those. He carries the rod because the rod is what he uses to stun the the beast when they try to attack, when the enemy tries to come. But it's that little hook, that little crook is how he gently moves and maneuvers the sheep. And he counts the sheep as they stop in the evening. In Leviticus chapter 32, it says, And every tithe of the herds and the flocks, every tenth of the animal, all have passed under the herdsman's staff, shall be holy to the Lord. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us, our good shepherd. He counts his sheep. He knows every one of you by name. He knows you. He knows what your needs are. He knows that you're hurting. He knows that you're in deep grief and mourning. He knows it because God is with us. And God wasn't a stranger. Jesus wasn't a stranger to death as he wept for Lazarus. But he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he asked her, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Because I do. I believe this body is going into whatever ground it's going to go to or whatever canister of coffee y'all want to stick me in. 
And my soul and my new body is waiting for me in heaven. And if I get there before you, I'll greet you when you come in. And that's the reality of it. It's, it's to understand, I fear no evil because you are with me. You're with me. And right now, it may not feel like that. Right now, you may feel like God is so distant, God is so far, but you need to remember in what it says in John 10, verses 11 through 15, He is not a hireling. He is your good shepherd. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he is not the shepherd. One who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own as the Father knows me. Even so, I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus has laid down his life so you can have your sin and your separation of your sin to be no longer. You're no longer separated from God as you confess and repent. But there's something more to that. It's like if he is your good shepherd, you have peace now in Christ. You have peace in the middle of the hurricane. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You have peace because you're His child. But see, the unsaved person has no peace. They have no hope. In Isaiah 48, verse 22, There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. But we have the peace of God. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. How hard is it to rejoice? I can rejoice because I have peace in God. I can rejoice because I know where my brother's at. Hard to rejoice knowing that somebody's at home crying and hurting. But I can rejoice because I know God is sovereign and God knows and has them exactly how and what he knows and what they need and and God's going to care for them and be right there for them his church will as well that's what the church is for it's it I have seen it time and time again I have been around too much death in my life serving in combat and I I it never gets easy it's it's never going to get easy and every time somebody passes it reminds you of the person that you lost and brings all that back up. And so we, we, we have to run to the living word. God's word. Right? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reason, reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's the peace of God is what we need. We go through things in our life, and, and it's the peace of God that brings us comfort. It, it pulls us closer to the shepherd. In Isaiah 40, verses 9 through 11, it says, The greatness of God. Go up to the high mountain, O Zion. Herald of good news, lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good news, Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might 
and his arms rule for, uh, for him, and behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are young. In the valley, you may not be able to walk, but the shepherd will carry you because you still got to get through the valley. It's a reminder of God's unlimited, all-powerful, that, that at the end of the day, that He's the one who tends His flock. In Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 through 18, it says, And when I saw Him, I fell at His feet as dead, but He laid His right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am He who lives, and I was dead, and behold, I, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. He is the resurrection. He holds the keys to Hades. He's defeated death. This is not the end of your story. The beauty of it is, is when you have your last conversations were wonderful conversations. That's your last memory of them. Because that was his character. That was that godly character that we talk about. And every mountain has its valleys, and it's scarred and has deep ravines. And again, the shepherd knows exactly which way he's going to walk you. And he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it doesn't mean that you die there. Sometimes it does. But you're still getting through the other side. It says, I walk through, through. And, and to understand that death is not the end, but merely the door into a higher and more exalted life and intimate contact with, with Christ. He's, there's no sin. There's no more tears. There, there's none of this stuff that we're dealing with. It's done. And, 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 and to understand, it's like even W. Philip Keller, as he wrote this, he lost his wife to cancer. That's why this chapter is so hard to read too. Because you read about his loss and his love. And how the cancer ravaged the body. And watching, having to watch that person just fade away. In John chapter 11, verses 17 through 27, it says, So when Jesus came, he found in that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know what, uh, even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last days. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Do you believe this? As followers of Christ, do we believe that this is, this is not the end? Do you believe this? That's Jesus asking Martha, like, do you believe this? And I love her response. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ the Son of God who is to come into the world. I believe that too. That He was the Christ. And that He came into the world and that He defeated death. 
And he created a way for us to be, not be separated from God anymore because of our sin. And that we have eternity with him. And we forget that, that eternity begins the moment that we give our life to Jesus Christ. The moment that we put our faith in God. Because he is the resurrection and he is eternal life. In Matthew 28, 20, it says, Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Even now, he's with you. He's not left you. You're not in the valley by yourself. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 55 through 57 says, O death, where is your sting? O death, where, uh, o death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what happens is when we go through pain, when we go through hurt, we either go through it in, in three, three steps. It's either you're going to be bitter in the valley, or you're going to be battered in the valley, or you're going to be better in the valley. You know, it, it's, it's to remind us that, that pain can break us to a point where we become one of those three. And if somebody's going through the bitter part of it, you got to let them go through it. Grief, I'm telling y'all right now, what you go through is not the same as what somebody else goes through. And you cannot make somebody hurry up through their grief or their mourning. Or, well, I, I, I'm already moved past it. No, you're not. This is, you know, I went to talk to Carlos and Dan. Carlos used to be a um, hospice for children at the children's hospital. So he had to be the chaplain when, when the kids would pass. It would be Carlos that would have to go inform the parents. And the way he explained it, uh, and, and Dan, when I was talking to him, he goes, we think that for whatever reason, when you have a scale of 1 to 10, your, your pain is somewhere of your grief between that 1 and 10. And he goes, no, it's always a 10. It's always a 10. But what happens over time, it starts to dissipate. But it's still a 10 when it returns. That's why when somebody loses somebody, it refers you back to what you've gone through. But do you understand what you've gone through is so you can minister to that person and what they're going through? God wants to use that. You've been through the valley. You know how it is. Whether it's an illness or whether it's death or whatever it is, you know that dark valley. Let me tell you, I have been bittered and battered before. Done both of them. That was before Christ. You're told by a doctor you're not going to live past 40. And I just hunkered down. And we're just sitting around. Okay, well, I guess I'm waiting to die. I'm 30-something years old. It's coming. But we have to remember, it's like at the end of the day, that, that the only one who knows our appointed time of death is Jesus. And you all have one. We all do, not unless the rapture happens. Now, wouldn't that be awesome? That we look up and, we're, hey, we're with Tony. We're worshiping God, right? We don't have to go through that. It's a possibility. The way things are going in our world, it looks like it's going to happen even sooner. But remember what, what Job, Job was struggling with that too as well. And in Job chapter 1, verse 21, he says, And he said, Naked, and I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But you read in, in Job chapter 2, verses 9 through 10, and this is not how you 
minister to somebody. That's why I'm giving you this. Then his wife said, do, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. Like, be done with it. We've already lost all of our kids. We've lost everything we own. But you know, that's how some people, like, let's just, that's not how you, you mourn. That's not how you grieve. You can't push somebody into something like that. That's somebody who's bitter. And I, and I, I always have, whenever I read this verse in Job and I think about it, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't get mad at the, the wife because she lost her kids, right? She's hurt. Guess what? We may not respond the way you think we're going to respond. And you need to give grace and mercy and love in those types of moments, okay? Because somebody at some point is going to get angry. Somebody's, I, I can tell you, I've already asked why, God. Right? We, we, we do that. We, it's, it's normal for us to process those things. The thing we have to keep coming back to is to point them to the living word of God and to remind them that we serve a, a sovereign God who loves us and who, who is all-knowing and everything passes through his hands. Everything. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4 through 4 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who, ha, who comforts us in, in all of our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are, are in any affliction with comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. It doesn't say some of your afflictions. It says all of our afflictions. God comforts. And what he expects from you that have gone through the valley is for you to comfort them. That's what we're called to do. And so we need to understand as we go through these pieces of chapter that we're in, that there is no life without pain. There's no life without trial. There's no life without suffering. Everyone will go through that at some point. So don't let anyone deceive you saying, oh, it's just a joy-filled Christian walk. There is joy. There is happiness. I think about us just baptizing and, and Tony was here for that and, and all the stuff that had to be set up and Reuben and us going out and baptizing and then pulling the tub back out the next week. Joyful, right? But then life hits again and we have to deal with that. So yeah, I, I can be a joyful Christian, but there are times when I go through pain or I go through trials or I go through suffering. We all do. We all do. And, and we need to understand that. But it's, it, again, we need to remember that the person who we follow, the person who asks us to die to ourselves and, and, and follow him daily, right, has gone through it as well. He's been in the deep, dark valley like none of us has ever been. Jesus. When you think about the Garden of Gethsemane at the bottom of the Kidron Valley, Jesus is there praying in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. In Mark chapter 14, verse 36, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And then we see it again in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. It's saying, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your, wills be do your will be done. Jesus has been in the deep, dark 
valley. Your shepherd's already been through it. And he knows the way through it. And you have to trust him. You have to rely on him. Don't rely on the things of this world. It's the living word of God that, that actually can transform a life that can bring peace in an unpeaceable situation, that can bring comfort when you see that there's no way comfort can be given, right? It's God's Word. That's what people need. There was a missionary named David Livingstone and, uh, that went from Scotland to Africa. And he spent his life in Africa. He was a pioneer uh, and, and came from Glasgow, Scotland. And all the people knew him and Remarked about how bad he looked, how beat up he looked, how haggard he looked. But it turns out that he had been, David had been attacked by a lion on one of his arms and lost it, lost use of it. He had a, a hanging limp at his side and he just didn't look well. As, he, as Glasgow, Scotland announced to everyone that he was thankful for the award, but that he's going back to Africa to finish out his calling. And the audience couldn't believe it. And the, as the stories go on and they start talking about all the different things, the disease and the, all, the, all the death that David had been around, including the lion mangling his arm, which he should have died from, right? They asked him, why are you going back? And he gave a singular promise that he said, Jesus said, lo, I am always with you, even to the end of the age. And I stake my life on that promise because he will be back in the valley with me to pull me through it. Remember that because he's not going to leave you. He will not forsake you. And God loves you. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay? It's easy to just stop. And because trust me, Monday, I'm telling y'all, uh, from somebody who's speaking from this, even as a pastor, you have to have somebody you can talk to. You have to have somebody that you can be real with. Do not try to sit and bottle this stuff up and not deal with it. Because if you don't, deal with your grief in the morning that you need to go through. It'll come out in other ways. It pops up and next thing you know, you're back into alcohol or you're back doing something you used to do before. Because you're trying to kill the pain. And so make sure that if you need to talk before we leave here tonight or you need prayer before we leave here tonight, let us pray for you, okay? I'm, my phone is always on, okay? And I will call you right back or get a hold of you. Reuben as well. This is part of ministry. It, it's the worst part of ministry. It really is. But the best part of ministry is I got to meet Tony. I only had a few months with him. That's the beauty of life, life, right? It's fine. It's fine. We need that. It's a reminder that life, life is, is, is still moving and we're still breathing and God still loves us. And God is still on the throne. That he'll never leave you or forsake you. And, and we, we love y'all. Um, Sunday, you know, we'll be here and, and I guess the, the remainder of the church will find out Sunday. So just be ready for that. Um, and, and the only way we get through this remember what I told you about discipleship is what we walk, walk through life together and this is part of life and so be praying for Floor and the girls for decisions that have to be made over arrangements for funeral and all that stuff uh, pray for Tony's mom 
and family in California. Pray for Flores family, they're here. And so they've been, been helping out. And, and, um, and if y'all wanna try to provide a meal, just get with uh, Teresa or Michelle and we'll get all that coordinated. Um, and so, um, chapter seven, right? I don't, I, I don't believe in coincidences. I know that God is sovereign. And when I open, I'm like, out of all the chapters we have to be in at this time, but remember the shepherds with you through the valley, okay? Some of us don't make it through the valley. We, we make it through to heaven. It's a rejoicing thing, right? It's, uh, but we need to remember that. Just make sure you stick next to the, the shepherd. Our vision's not good. The word of God is a lamp to your feet. The shepherd is the living God. And his word is living and he became flesh. And the word became flesh. And that's what you need. You need to be like David where you can actually start pushing that scripture out of you and preach yourself to God. You got to turn on worship music. You got to get on the phone. You got to call somebody. Say, hey, bro, I just need to meet up and do coffee. You need to do that. Don't hesitate. Okay? Seriously. I love y'all. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 